The Morning Struggle Podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverTherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. Should we talk about food? Let's talk about some food. But not food the way we think about we're going to talk about food, like healthy diets. We're going to talk about processed foods, processed foods, Mm -hmm. preservatives. Yep. And why they're bad. Yeah. Kind of. Well, they're not all bad, but I'm going to tell you what happens to your brain and then it's going to make you go, every time you decide to get a cheeseburger. um, Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. Yeah. I'm Husband Handsome Face. I'm Jesse, the therapist. And we talk about um, habits of successful people. Yep. Not just wealthy people, but successful people. Successful people, because those are different. Those are different things. And so uh, today we're going to talk about um, preservatives, essentially, in our processed Uh foods. And uh, what to avoid and why you should avoid it. Yeah. Sound good? Mm-hmm. We didn't really quip this morning. We didn't really quip, but I wanted to say that, um, so we developed a book series. Oh, yeah. The, um, the what Mental Health Disorder? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Millie has Borderline Personality Disorder. Um, it's free online. The yeah. ebook. Ebook. Like on Amazon, it's free. Yeah, and iTunes is free. Yeah. So a little shameless plug there. But, no, but, no, but, but really. it is free. Go, go, go check it out. It is free. You can just yeah. have just, it. You can have it. Yeah. Like a little gift. Yeah. So we like to get as much free stuff out of, out there as we can. Right. Just because we enjoy it. Yep. So uh, should we talk about uh, the history of preservatives? Yeah. I'm kind of worried about this part, but okay, let's do this. All right, let's do it. This day in history. Tell me what's in my food. All right. So let's talk about a little bit of preservative. Um, preserve. Let me try that again. Tell me about my food. So we're going to talk a little bit about how food has been preserved okay. from the beginning of time, which oh, is what I like to do. Of course you do. But then we're also going to talk about two ways that we currently uh, preserve food and why it's kind of bad. Okay. Um, all right. So this this comes from uh, the National Center for Food Home or Home Food Preservation. Uh, and this is from There's a... Brian Nummer, PhD. So it's from a doctor. He knows his stuff. I like it. So we've got um, drying our food was like our first kind of preservative way. And oh, that's yeah, about that 12,000 BC. We'd kill an animal and we'd lay out the meat on a hot rock. Oh my gosh, and it would jerky. dry itself out. And then we wouldn't get insects in that food. And we wouldn't get bacteria in that food. We didn't know that at the time. But it was healthier to eat and it would last longer before rotting. Right. 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 Uh, the next one is freezing. So depending on your geographic region, uh-huh. maybe you're, you know, way north or way south, you can kill your fish, your seal, and you can freeze it on the ice. Right. And it lasts longer because frozen foods are preserved because they don't break down as fast. Well, we talked, we watched a documentary at one point. I can't remember what it was, but remember how the cells of a fish will burst because there's so much water in the, in the fish cells? Yeah. So we started flash freezing fish uh-huh. um i don't know the it's year relatively it's pr- pr- fairly new yeah. you know um 1800s maybe but but uh, the person who invented it and i wish i had his name but he was fishing in nova scotia or wherever in 
in Newfoundland or something really cold. Right. And he pulled his fish out. And it was so cold outside that it flash froze the fish. And he noticed that those fish tasted better when they thawed them and cooked them. So oh. they came to the conclusion that when you slow freeze something, the water molecules expand, you know, like ice yeah. expands right. and it bursts the cells inside the fish. But when you flash freeze it, the water doesn't have time to expand. So those cells stay more intact. So that's flash that flash freezing. Yeah. So and then there, we used to have like ice houses in the 1800s. And there's a big ice trade, and then refrigeration mm -hmm. came about. Sven, uh, what was that? Sven. Sven. Yeah. Well, um, from Frozen. Kristoff from Frozen. Yeah. Oh, Kristoff. Yeah. Yes. Sven uh, and Kristoff. So then we started, and fermenting is the next one. Then we started. Fermenting goes back way long ago, like 10,000, 12,000 years ago. And it's good for your gut. Yeah, and it was kind of it was just wasn't really invented. It was kind of discovered. So essentially, you're saying it's it's um, a starch derived sugars into alcohols, essentially, oh. right? So like fermented um, kimchi or sauerkraut or whatever that is, right? Yeah. And it's a natural process that kills other bad pathogens in your food right. to keep it preserved to make it last oh. longer when you can eat it long or or later on and it won't get sick. So no. that's essentially what food preserving is, right? It's yeah. keeping food, not necessarily fresh, but keeping food healthy and edible for long periods of time. So you don't get sick later on when you eat it. Right. Right. If you leave right. fruit out, it's going to rot. A, a and then you're going to eat it. But... And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be bad. If you, if you leave meat out, it's going to spoil. You're going to eat it. It's going to be full of bacteria. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just going to make you sick. Right. Yeah, you die then. So the next one is pickling. Humans oh, pickle things. Yeah. And that's just like a, vi a vinegar or a strong acid. Oh, um, wait, would that be sauerkraut? Nope, nope. Uh, sauerkraut fermentation is, is actually sa sauerkraut, yeah. Oh, but pickling is pickles and... Like, yeah, pickles and... Um, I guess pickling and pickles. And uh, garum, things like that. Mm. Fish, there's a lot of pickled fish sauces. <gasps> pig knuckles. Yep, pig knuckles. Is that a thing? Have you ever eaten a I've pig never, knuckle I've out never of eaten it? one of those, and I don't really care to. Yeah. Uh, the next one's curing. We cure meats with salt. Oh, yes. So Egyptians used to... Um, cure a lot of their foods with salt. Well, salt was a big deal. Right. We had in our other episode, like even Roman soldiers were paid in salt rations. Yeah. And that's where our word salary comes from, salarium, which is derived Latin of salt. Oh, yes, that's Crazy. right. Yeah. That's right, right? Um, and then we got jam and jelly. Of course, because you so, need the jam. Yep, when you're going to... Jam's we, my The jam. Romans actually improved this method by cooking um, honey, producing like a solid texture. Oh. Yeah. So so it's oh, so, they so jam made and jelly's like been candy. gone. Yeah. Jam <laughs> and jelly's been going on for a long long time. Even ancient Greece, same thing. So mm. humans have been can or or jamming and jelly. Then we talk about canning. You ready to get into canning? Yeah. This is a fairly I can. You, I can, you can? Yeah. I can so, cans. I you do can. And uh -huh. canning is a fairly modern invention are you talking about canning like pioneer canning or are you talking about like the one that you need a can opener to open either one. Oh, okay so this is more more gets into the industrialized can opener open oh but i see essentially in the early the late 1700s mm -hmm. um napoleon you know napoleon bonaparte the french yeah. the ice cream yeah the french <laughs> ice cream maker um but anyway he he needed to figure out a way to feed his troops Okay. trying to invade Russia, right? So he had a um, program or a contest, which the grand prize was 12,000 francs okay. for anyone who could perfect the method of canning to feed troops on their on their journeys. Oh. So this gentleman named Nicholas Appert came up with a, a long-lasting canning technique. And we kind of used, that was the start of, of canning. 
Um, and then about 1913, they started realizing that a lot of these canning recipes were producing some pretty foul foods. Okay. So like, like the conditions you cook them in were not very sanitary. So you got a lot of bacteria in there sometimes. Like some would, would be full bacteria and spoil. Some would be okay. And oh. It, yeah, and so so in 1913 they launched the um the, like a research center to study the bacteriology of food spoilage, and the reason is because people were scared to death because you got sick from eating canned food a lot of times. Oh, geez. So if that was your only food source, then that's bad news. Like in the winter or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And or so, troops. I or guess. troops. Yeah, because it went from like glass jars sealing with a cork yeah. to essentially our our tin or aluminum cans. Tin cans usually so used for like during the war. Into it? Yep. Oh my gosh. So the Heinz Company, um, from about eighteen ninety to nineteen twenty, started um, perfecting this process. Oh. They'd make all of their their um, employees shower and change their underwear regularly. So if that's a requirement, you know, it probably wasn't happening very often <laughs> in the general public. But Ooh. but that avoided the bacteria getting always in, wear into the new cans. panties. Uh huh. Always. And then, um, yeah, and then, exactly. And then one issue we had was when you cook, when you can something, yeah. if the bottle's not sterilized and then you try to cook it to sterilize the container with the food already in it, the food doesn't cook evenly. And that's why you get a lot of just bad tasting canned food initially. Oh, but yeah. then this gentleman named Philip Nelson, you know, determined, hey, we should sterilize the can, yeah. use this in a, in a aseptic environment and then put the food in there and then cook the food. Right. And it came out with a much better problem. So one issue we have... A have, better problem? Better product, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, product, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But so one, like, there's a better problem than yeah. that? But one issue we have, mm -hmm. toxicologists in Sweden okay. um, found that um, uh, acrylamide... So acrylamide is a product of, of heating to certain types of food molecules. All right. And it's a, it's a toxin. They use it to kill rats. Oh. This is produced in highly processed foods that are processed at high temperatures and they oh. found out because there was a, a city um that was working and they all a lot of people got started getting sick okay and um they started because the, they were using this um acrylamide in the actual like mining operation they were doing okay but they tested the population as a control group and they found high levels of acrylamide there so then oh, they tested the no. pets of these these people and found high levels of acrylamide. And then they tested the wild animals and found low levels of acrylamide. Okay. So they determined that essentially our high processed food is kind of poisoning us. So there's So wait, so just based off of this, so like when I can, am I producing this chemical in the or is this a different That's a good question. I I'm sure it's because it's 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 the Maillard reaction, which is chemical changes went under high heat yeah so i'm not so it, it produces thousands of different chemicals right so i think it's just dependent on what kind of food you are heating in there to do oh, that and that's and probably is, why they have specific in, yeah it's as common in potato chips and baked bread oh no kidding yeah so oh yeah and then the only other thing i've got um is is how we preserve um fruits and vegetables tell me about it so like iceberg lettuce is a fairly new thing because so really? it, it lasts so long. So yeah. on the West Coast, you know, they started producing iceberg lettuce yeah. and they have a, a year-round growing season. Uh -huh. They can cool it because of refrigeration and ship it all over the world. But before World War One, it was like an abstract um, uh, vegetable. Everybody's really? eating butter lettuce or, or green leaf lettuce. Oh. And everybody on the West Coast, like nobody had iceberg lettuce. So was iceberg then developed like bred into being able to be co like cold and shipped? 
I don't know if it was bred into that, but that's what it is. Yeah. That's neat. And then the only other thing is, is kind of gross is our, our plants, our fruits are picked before they ripen. And then they usually use some kind of ethylene gas yeah. to ripen them up and get their colors um, for um, presentation at the store. Yep. And well, and apples have a layer of wax on them. Yeah. So a lot of, yeah. of preserved, but, but the reason for preservatives are essentially antimicrobial or um, anti, you know, they, they don't want you to ingest things that are going to make you sick. And they want that food to last and taste a long, good a long time. So right. that's the history of preservatives. Yeah. So there you go. That's all I got. That's awesome. Okay. Should we talk about the science then of what these things, these highly processed foods do to our bodies and brains? Yes. Okay. So based in the research, processed foods usually have a high amount of gluten, high amount of salt, high amount of sugar, and then low nutrition in general. Okay. okay All the so, bad stuff, none of the good stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's it's one of those things where um, we really don't need processed foods at this time as much. Like apples are still going to have wax on them. And I mean, we'll, we'll still have canned goods and things, but like fast food is very, very preserved. Okay. Because it has to ship from wherever it's coming from. It has to to last this time frame of being in the shop. And then, you know, it's there's a lot of preservatives in these things as well. Um, So I thought when when I was originally researching this, um, so I have this image of Jennifer Aniston. There was a smart water um, commercial of some kind where she opens her fridge it's like all vegetables and fruits and things. And it's beautifully like layered like a rainbow in there. And then there's smart water in the in the door. And she takes it out and she pops it open. And she takes a drink and she does some sort of slogan of some kind, right? Sure. So, so when I was researching this, I thought, well, okay. So the more successful or the more financially stable you are, the better your food intake. Like the more fresh foods and things like that. You can, you can afford those things even though they're cheaper? Right. Well, they're not necessarily. Well, yes and no. I guess it depends on kind of where you're at okay. and how much access you. But have anyway, to it. we think of, of of wealthy, successful people having like these clean diets and eating bento box quinoa salads. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, exactly it. Um, what's interesting is that 36 percent of adults um, across financial and success brackets eat fast food, processed foods. 36. So one one in three. Yes, which I okay. think is actually kind of a lie. I bet it's more. I bet it's way more than yeah, that. I McDonald's doesn't serve a billion hamburgers. Because one third of the population Because one third is. of the successful population eats them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like, and that's across financial and success brackets. So it's everybody. Oh, it's are, just everybody. We are all equal so in our fast food. everybody says, one third of everybody says they eat fast food. Yeah. Which is more like probably two thirds to 90%. 60, 70%. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'd but keep that. going. Well, and, and this was people who ordered who ate food. This didn't include people who just ordered sodas. I know that some people just zoom through fast food to get sodas and that kind of thing. Um, But what's, I I find that to be really interesting because in theory, the more income you have, right, the better your food intake should be, but not so. Like we're humans. Even though they're probably lying on the thing, it was was still statistically relevant. Relevant? 
Yeah. Anyway, um, that one third of the pop, the same amount of the population admitted to it. Right. So about the same amount no matter percentage the wise. Yeah. Gotcha. So I mean, that's that's pretty incredible in and of itself. Um, and we're all humans. We all relevant. Relevant. Not relevant. Did Revel- I say relevant? I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Anyway, so we're we're humans, and we crave these fats and sugars, and so usually processed food has been um, created, if you will, to be addicting to us. Oh, okay. So um, there are people for McDoggles, uh, you know, McDoggles, yeah. McDonald's. What is our problem? I don't know. Uh, Too Mc- many preservatives, I think, in our <laughs> diet. Uh, McDonald's, um, Pre- uh, Prego, the spaghetti sauce. Sure. That was like the first um, people to like come up with a recipe based on people craving it. Oh, okay. So they, they actually want people did to buy food, more. They bought, had food scientists to develop addictive principles of their product. Yes. Yeah, so this is a real thing that happens. What's interesting in the brain, though, is that um, a lot of really wild things happen, and then behaviorally we we show them. So increased impatience, right? Okay, where we we just get impatient quicker. We want a, a faster. We want our fix. whatever it is. We want our food faster. We want our shows faster. We want just more stimulus. Okay, right? And this also plays into depression and anxiety. Because what, what we've found is that refined carbohydrates um, in many fast food items can cause blood sugar to fluctuate significantly. So you don't have these things that really balance us out. Um, we're so having we, spikes. Yeah, we're going ebbs all over and, the place. And valleys, yeah. Yep. So extremely low blood sugar can cause panic attacks, insomnia, and other anxiety symptoms. In addition, the lack of omega-3 fatty acids, which really are found in fish, um, um, can cause your brain to mimic anxiety and depression symptoms in general, and you have consistent inflammation, um, which is a factor in all mental health disorders. So you get inflammation in the brain, you get anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. and you become impatient when these addictive principles kind of overtake your brain. Yes. Okay. Yep. So what what happens is when we have all of these factors like bombard our system, specifically any type of preservatives, um, our immune system stresses out. Um, but we eat them all the time. And so our, our immune system's always keyed up. And when it's always keyed up, it gets exhausted and it becomes less effective. So we essentially always have a, like a low grade fever. We're always a little bit sick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, and then, um, this was an interesting one that I thought, cause it has to do with, um, uh, financial standing. So, um, Dr. Sanford DeVoy, um, he's a professor at university of Toronto, um, and what he found is that, um, or in the folks that helped him out with the study, um, so research found that households and neighborhoods with more fast food restaurants have lower levels of savings. So even, um, after accounting for variables like income, education, and ethnicity, um, than those with fewer fast food outlets. So, so regardless of your SES, your socioeconomic status, if you have more fast food restaurants, you have less savings. Yeah, because that oh. that doesn't that that took out income, education, and ethnicity. So it's just not like poor neighborhoods have less savings and they have right. more fast food. It's just if you have more fast food in your community, you have, you, less, you have savings. less savings. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Yeah, and then back to this inflammation of the brain, which is so bad for us. Like it's just overall just bad news. Um, learning capabilities go down. Dementia and brain disorders go up. Attention issues go up because you know. We can't focus if our brain is all right. crazy. Um, brain fog goes up. Impulse actions um, or impulsive actions increase because that frontal lobe is shutting down or has shut down or gotten less effective at 
that. And then this is all due to inflammation. And what's interesting is so like if you twist your ankle and there's swelling, you generally don't force your ankle to keep walking sure because it hurts right because you don't recover then yeah because and that's the idea and that's what inflammation is meant to do it's meant to like brace whatever's happening yeah so it can heal the brain does not have pain receptors and so when it's swollen we can't tell so we just go on about our business keep running our marathons with that broken ankle yep exactly okay so so all of these things are very much affect the brain and then it affects our behaviors and then it affects our self-worth our self-esteem or productivity so the more processed foods that you have affect all layers of life and did this go into like what kind of processed food like just or just it was a generalized study so it was a generalized study where it had um some sort of preservative well all of these were had different preservatives in them or it talked about specific things like some folks were about um, fast food restaurants like the saving and they save right. less, splurge more. Um, but anything that has high levels of gluten, sugar, um, salt, low nutrition factors. Right. Um, so there's less things that we can actually eat in there. Right. Like they'll put stuff in your food that does not, you can't digest. Like it's not right. actual food. Just to um, make it last longer and look better. Yeah. And then um, a preservative of some kind. And there's a, a billion different preservatives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this went any, anywhere from like Twinkies to um, like active fast food restaurants. French fries. It. Yeah. That McDonald's. Okay. All yep. right. We shouldn't use actual name brand Well, they use preservatives. That's not yeah, that's an true. unknown thing. Okay. But, yeah. Cool. So that's the science of preservatives. Yep. So like a few things we've talked about, inflammation in the brain is the big enemy to just healthy everything? living. Like yeah. everything? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And preservatives inflame your brain. Yes. On in general. Well, because a certain amount of preservatives you could take, and your body would deal with it. Right. It's just we overwhelm ourselves. We with overwhelm it. our system. We don't have with a good it. balance. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, should we do coffee review and then get into how to eliminate these Action plan. bad things from our diet? All right. I drink pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee, trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes All right, so this morning, we are not going to review a coffee brand Nope But we're going to re- co- review a coffee style Yeah, I'm so super excited for this one This is Bulletproof Coffee, mm-hmm. right? And so Bulletproof is actually a brand Bulletproof Coffee Beans. Oh, it is? is a, yeah, it's a brand. Oh. So, but everybody calls it Bulletproof Coffee. So, it'd just be like a, a keto coffee or something along those lines. Okay. Um, so, this is essentially just coffee. Um, and if you want to, go buy the book, you, the Bulletproof Coffee Beans from the actual company. Mm-hmm. And then some MCT oil. Yep. Which is a um, triglyceride oil that essentially doesn't need, the body doesn't need to break down not triglyceride oil, it's just an oil, a fat, sorry. Oh, that was a coconut oil. Um, it's a derivative of a coconut oil. Oh, okay. So they, they derive this MCT out of coconut oil, oh. and it doesn't need to be processed by your body to use as energy. I see, okay. So you can essentially get energy without having to store any of this stuff. Oh. So it's like a, it's like a boost, and it keeps you in that ketosis state. And the ketosis state is using fat um, for energy, essentially, without getting too 
too into it. Okay. So then you can just continually burn fat for energy because you're yeah. Because we're not talking about the keto diet here. No, but but there's a lot of people on the keto diet do right. So and then some butter or some ghee, some grass fed ghee, clarified butter or just regular butter. Okay. And then you blend it up, and it makes a frothy latte. It's actually pretty good as long as you don't let it cool down, because then that (laughs) ghee starts to resolidify. But you can also do tea now. Well, yeah, that's the well, big thing right now. But I thought tea was the OG. I thought it was like the original. Yeah, like the, so we got a we got a buddy but... who was who went to Nepal for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, he's a, a Buddhist monk. Um, but anyway, he so he when he was over there, mm-hmm. that's what they do. They put a lot of, but they also put a lot of sugar in their tea. I think, um, or at least he used to. So, but they yeah. put a lot of like fats and other products in their in their tea to kind of give them that that energy, you know. But so tell me why you like your bulletproof coffee and your mct oil well so i don't i don't do the bulletproof coffee you do the bulletproof tea i do the bulletproof tea because i i based on this diet that i'm supposed to keep on um because the whole the the bells yeah bell's for, palsy for those you for don't know yeah. jesse's got bell's palsy mm-hmm. um so bell's palsy is paralysis and half the face yeah um but it, it it flared up again she had it as a kid and it flared up again yeah and we went on this journey of hey we're gonna we're gonna get well-rounded and healthy yeah and that started with our diet and so we eliminated a few things um, yeah so gluten i'm not not gonna do gluten and then uh caffeine and sugar and i don't know why exactly right. um but i can do like a low caffeinated tea with like th- doing this bulletproof tea kind of thing with all fats um, in there yeah, and and it's been it's funny how satisfying it is. Yeah, because you're you're essentially drinking a bunch of fat. You're like, essentially drinking a big glass of fat. And so, like like on a social level, you're like, what is happening here? Like, what right. am I doing here? But like your like your body just gets so happy. Yeah, so, and you can go. I I really like it if I'm going to do a workout or. Uh-huh. Do something that way, and right. does the does the tea really have anything different than the bulletproof coffee itself? Just just whatever the, the difference between the tea and the oil is. It's going to be your caffeine level. It's going to be your other antioxidants inside of that. The oh. tea is going to have probably more antioxidants. So it's just going to be a, a little bit different of a base, right? Because um, it, it doesn't and, have the caffeine kick. Yeah. That with and MCT oil, I think, is triglycerides. I think it's derived from coconut oil, but it is a, tr- a triglyceride, a, a medium chain triglyceride. Oh, I gotcha. But I'm, I'm gonna look that up, or someone email, or write in the little comments, or email us and be like, "You're wrong." We'll do a correction. Right. So, um, so, I mean, it's it's good. It's not bad for you. Re- realize it's pretty high calories if you put a lot of that butter in. Fats give you right. nine grams of calories per or nine nine calories per gram of fat instead of four, you know, so it's a little more caloric, but I mean, you're getting a lot of good benefits here. And if you're already in a, in a, like kind of a fasting state, Uh like kind of not, not pure ketosis, because we're not going to talk about the keto diet. If you're in a fasting state, you know, it doesn't spike your blood sugars, but it maybe gives you a little bit of energy, maybe gets that little fat conversion going as well, you know, to get you through a little bit of time. So I, I try it. Just don't let it cool off. Like I said, and yeah, I've delicious. never drank it cool. Is it? Does it like solidify? Well, at least the butter we were using just like Ooh. resurfaced. Nice. But but yeah. So anyway, so you can do it in coffee or tea. So go out and take a look. See if you like it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I like that. It's frothy. It, it is very frothy. If yeah. You, if you blend it up, so it's cute. All right. So let's get back to preservatives. Yes. And let's talk about how we can at least eliminate, avoid, or reduce these from our diet. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Are you ready to action plan this business? I'm ready. 
Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I will want you to do, and then I'm going to tell you all the principles of that you need to keep within what the actively active plan I want you to do. Okay. Okay. So for this week, I want you to plan your week's meals with these principles. Let's hear the principles. Let's hear. Let's go for it. Okay. So first one is be realistic and know your patterns. Um, know what you're working with, your environment, all of that. Because like for a really long time, I would on my way to work, and this was years ago, I would stop and get a soda. Right. Pretty much every time I went to work. Um, and so the weirdest thing is like every so often I would want to pull into that, you know, turn, make that turn to go get my soda, even though I wasn't drinking soda anymore. Right. So, um, know, know what's going to happen and just go, oh yeah, my, I, my impulse is to go get this delicious sugary drink, but I don't need it. Um, but, but, but you realistic and understanding with yourself. Um, if you mess up, that doesn't mean you messed up for the full day. Yeah. This I try, is- I try not drink soda, but I, I fail at that. Quite often, but I'm at least conscious. I right. go, hey, I'm driving home. I'm not going to pull into the fast food place to get a soda. Right. I'm just going to go home where I got my sparkling water. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, write down your goals and why you're doing these goals. Okay. So same, like maybe in our journal. Yeah. And and this can be literally a sentence. Okay. Like I, I don't need like a full plan because it seems like every week we have a new plan you have to create. And right. it, it's, it literally can be a sentence. Like when um, we, we got the bells again. Right. Um, we had tried to go gluten free for years. 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 Yeah. Like it, it, but then you get Bell's palsy and suddenly you have a neurological issue yeah. with your face. And you're worried you're paralyzed and, and it's, it's a, yeah. it's and a so scary like, situation okay, that. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to change my diet for real. Um, And so writing this down kind of solidifies it. It's a new way to process it because we can think about things, which we do. We ruminate all the time on things. But if you write it down, it processes it just a little different. I want you to eat whole foods. Whole foods. Real foods. So nothing that's been ground down, processed, bleached. You want to eat eat things that are pulled from the earth. Yep. So if you, I want you the original product. Wherever okay. that came from, and then um, you can you can sh- cut it down. You can do whatever okay. you're going to do so that we, way. We can cut it down and cook it and do stews and yep. whatever. I'm happy to but whatever recipe, but not still buy that big black bag of flour that's got a ton of stuff in there, ton of ground down wheat, or buy that big canister of orange juice which yeah. has 50 oranges inside of it or the sugar from 50 oranges inside of it. Right, okay. and maybe you got a hankering for orange juice. Go get a bunch of oranges and juice them yourself. Because okay. I mean, because there's a process to that. Um, we're trying to we're trying to take away like commercially processed things. Okay. In this, and I want you to have foods readily available at home because I know when I am like, let's right after work if I'm hungry, I'm like, I'm just gonna go get some fries. I'm just gonna go do this. But then if I'm like, no, I have cashews at home, right. and that sounds amazing. Then. I'm more likely to come home because I want cashews, not French fries. And I noticed that another thing we do when we're hungry and we don't have much food, Mm -hmm. we used to go like to the fast food place and be like, the kids are crazy and we're driving. Let's just drive through the fast food place. And now we go, let's just go to the grocery store real quick. And we go to the grocery store. And now that we're we're conscious about it, Mm -hmm. we go through and we're like, well, we're not going to get donuts and we're not going to get this, but let's get some kids some fruit. And our kids love berries. Oh my gosh. So, you know, we go in there and we, we buy some berries and maybe some, some nuts or something like that. Yeah. And it it costs about the same as going through the drive-thru and they last a lot longer and it's way better for you. Yeah. If you have that argument that fast food is cheaper, um, 
note it's it. Actually not. Note it for a week yeah, and just kind of notice yeah. the difference. Um, fill your diet with protein and healthy fats because that makes you less hungry. Okay. Because you're processing stuff. So nuts, lean meats, fish, avocados, those kind of things. Um, because they, they kind of make you feel like you're not hungry anymore. Because I, I know that if I eat a salad, sometimes I'm like, boo, right. I want something delicious. Yeah, right. um, but it, but then if you eat some nuts or have some fish along with it, it just makes it so much better. Drink eight, eight ounces, eight ounce glasses of water yeah. or half a gallon. I know you have, you do the gallon challenge. I do a gallon a day. I try at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you are also an active human. So a half gallons for like your, your average person. It should be enough. Okay. Um, yeah. And that, and that's plenty. Um, but if you like, if you're a firefighter and you're pulling kittens out of trees and people out of buildings, you probably should drink more water. Okay. So, um, it, it definitely depends on your activity level, but it's important that we, that we drink a, enough water cause it helps cleanse specifically your liver. Okay. We want our liver to be nice and cleansed specifically again, if we have eaten a lot of processed foods and now we're changing into this other bracket, um, learn to cook stuff that you like. Okay. Make it taste good. Make it things that you actually want. There's no reason to just eat boiled chicken and steamed broccoli with yeah. no salt on it for the rest of your life if you if you can come up with better ways and more, you know, tasty ways to be healthy. Yeah. Do you remember that phase when you would do Yes, that? I do. It and was I, awful. I didn't even like lose that much weight. No, it wasn't. So. And it was so not fun on my end. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, but make it so it's good. Make it so it's things you like. Okay. Uh, and really, really experiment and, and find recipes. And and make it a skill building thing for you as well, an activity, and involve your family. Your kids should be able to cook, guys. So we should get our kids cooking. We do that a little bit, but maybe every meal. Um, yeah, like a like our kids can do eggs and stuff like that. And I, it's a pro- progress. They're scared of the knife, right? But um, I'm scared of the knife. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Their little fingers are like perfect little carrots. Um, but, uh, but maybe it'd be better about having cooking be a family event. Instead yeah. of, hey, kids, go do homework or watch some shows or whatever it is, and I'll just cook some food real quick. It's, hey, this is an event. This, and, then yeah. it's, and then it's family time. And then it's a social it's family time, time as well. Well, and that way they know what they can cook when they leave oh. that's good. That makes sense, too. Yeah. And they don't go out on their own and say, oh, I don't know how to cook or what to cook. I'll yeah. just go to the fast food restaurant. Yeah, this, this next generation um, and even a good chunk of our generation uh, can't cook. Right, and so um, we want we want everybody to be able to cook and to cook healthy and to know vegetables and fruit. Like our kids were calling red potatoes the little red potatoes plums, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, these are potatoes. I was like, their little vines were like, what? Yeah, um, and I'm like, oh my goodness, how long have I? Hell yeah, maybe I need to do more some red potatoes. But um, but yeah, re- experiment and get new things and get the dragon fruit that looks weird and then right. decide that you don't like it or whatever but um but that's what i want you to do i want you to take these principles and plan your entire week's uh, meals um along with snacks we want to have snacks um and we mostly get fast food when, when it's easy or we didn't have a plan so that's why i want you to make a plan and i want you to have okay. food readily available all right so have food readily readily available the good mm-hmm. kind of food the good food do you good need snacks yep and stop buying the 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 anything that's not a whole food at the store yep and um cook as a family yeah Ooh, we're gonna do all these things well then, and we're gonna and we're gonna put it in our journal first yeah well and that's all the we're okay we're like probably 50 percent there yeah i would say yeah so we're gonna we're gonna step it up and we'll make a new pact yeah. that we're not gonna buy anything that's not a whole food at the grocery store right and we're gonna have a plan for when we're hungry make sure our food is stocked and we're gonna cook every meal as a family 
Right. All right. That's a that's a lofty goal. It is. And and when you don't make that goal, guys, be okay with it. Be okay with yourself. And be like, you know what? I'm going to get the next meal. It's going to be yeah. great. We'll just move on. Yep. All right. So go out there, eliminate these preservatives, build a better you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>